Hello, kapla, and welcome everyone to our fan cast. We're a Star Wars boy, a Star Trek girl, and a sci-fi wingnut talk about the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. We are super excited to geek out, talk about the new show, so let's bring in the intro music and get going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you guys. Let's hit it. Hello and welcome to the first cast of our Strange New World fan cast. Uh, I am Sean. Uh, with me is Shannon. Hello. And Jake. Hello. And uh, we we have done, uh, all three of us, cast together before. If uh, you've come from another cast that we've done, welcome. Uh, if you have never heard us before, uh, this is, uh, we, we are all three sci-fi nuts. Uh, I am typically a Star Wars boy. I know, gasp, but I, I have uh, enjoyed Star Trek for uh, my whole life. Uh, Shannon is it's the resident Trekkie, a hardcore Star Trek girl, and uh, Jake. I go both ways. Is, is, Me too. It's a hardcore sci-fi wingnut. Uh, he is super into uh, he is super into almost everything, as are we all. And when we saw the first episode a couple of days ago of Strange New Worlds, we were all super excited about it, and we we're all just kind of collectively holding our breath, like, please don't screw this up, please, please, please don't screw this up. And as it turns out, they didn't. It was amazing. And Amazing. we got together very quickly and said, we have to do a podcast about this uh, ongoing and just talk about the show. So uh, with that, I was uh, the as this is recorded, the, the episode came out last Thursday. So about four or five days ago, maybe six, six days ago, actually. Exactly. And holy crap. Uh, it gave off, at least to me. This the kind of a cross between 1960s and the Chris Pine version of Star Trek. I mean, just kind of split the line right just down the middle. Just at the very beginning, where they were they were making the Star Trek symbol with with the colors with the was it yellow and blue and gold and no yeah yeah go yeah that's the very 60s style right there. Oh yeah, well, I mean, just the coloring itself brought you right back to uh, original Star Trek. It just kind of like having that. Almost like psychedelic vibe. And that it was fuzzy, kind of like something you'd see from the 60s TV channel. <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't quite in clear picture. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just, it, it they picked a style and it it melds really well. See, it actually reminded me of like something you see off like Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> you know, there was a Star Trek Saturday morning cartoon. That's, that's the whole feel I got from that. Yeah. Um, and out of the three of us, I think, I think this is right, but out of the three of us, Shannon, you're the only one who has never seen the original 1960s Star Trek. No, I've seen some really? of it. I've never personally, I've never sat down and watched all of it. Now, as much as and you I, call yourself a Trekkie, shut up. As much as I am a Trekkie, <laughs> I can only handle so much of Shatner. I'm sorry. I love Shatner. I like him now. As a as a teenager, I did not like Shatner. I could not do it. But I started when I became a Trekkie. It was the middle of the next generation. You're yeah. looking at a girl who had an entire room decked out with... I had the entire poster of the Enterprise. 
I had Picard. I had Crusher. I had. And it Riker. wasn't the little poster of Enterprise. It was like the ten foot poster. It was of a Enterprise. ten foot poster that went. It went across from one closet to the other. <laughs> yeah. So I am a Trekkie. Didn't you have that when I met you? Yes. Yeah. And I had the big Picard poster. And you had a tricorder, which is sitting in the closet right now. And I had um, I had a, a model that I put together that was electric. See, so when you tur- I painted it, I put it together, and then you had power to it, and it turned on and make the the noises to it. So I mean, and I, and I had the family that said, "Dear God, would you please stop that?" Turn that stuff <laughs> off. Yes. So to be fair, even though I haven't sit down and watched all of the the original Star Trek. I became a Trekkie through TNG. That is where my heart and soul has been all these years. Well, to be fair, I mean, uh, old Shatner was very... Uh, he wasn't annoying. He was overacting on purpose. That's That was his job. That's why they hired him. He wasn't well, originally he, the first captain, but he they wanted... They wanted something with a little more oomph to it. Well, well not, not only that, but entertainment of that of that age was overacting. Yeah, I mean, look yeah. at any of that stuff. You, the Lone Ranger. He had the swagger, like you would see John Wayne walking into it. Yeah. I get it. I'm not dis. I don't dislike it. It's just not something I'm going to sit down and. Wa- okay, let's go watch the original Star Trek. No, let's go watch season four, of the Next Generation, and go for it. <laughs> so, not the not the first two. Deanna's hair was horrible. Oh, the space cheerleader? Oh, come on. (laughs) She had looked like a a dildo on the top of her hair for a long time. So, after she got past that, Deanna was great. I don't know. Then she had the the sideways boob window. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to argue with that. I I was a fan. You know, there was was a lot of stuff, but... Who's my favorite, babe? Who's my favorite? Oh, Crusher. Crusher. Beverly. She's coming to Picard next season, and I'm here for it. Well, what we are here for today was uh, just the first episode of Strange New Worlds, which I um, I was a little hesitant. One, for some of the casting choices, because I didn't know how they were going to play it, right? I didn't know. I mean, I knew Anson Mount, who I don't know how they looked at him and said, or like uh, where they found him as far as like, we need a Christopher Pike. We need a guy who's sensitive, but in charge, but, you know, kind of like like he's he's everyone's I'll, favorite. I'll admit when they first introduced him at the end of the uh, the Star Trek Discovery season where he shows up for the first time that I looked at it and went, no. <laughs> really? That's not what I, I thought. No, no. When I, when the, first time I, uh, the first time just kind of went, this, this is not the guy. But, but that being said, the moment, even because he did an entire season as Christopher Pike captaining the Discovery, the, the way he just managed to carry himself, it was kind of like, okay, this is a Starfleet captain. Yeah. It's the charisma that he has. It's but, the... but, but it's it's that level of confidence that he exudes in himself. And he's not cocky. At all. There's well, that, nothing that, in him that reminds me of Shatner. Well, that, I was going to say, that's what separates him from Kirk, is very much the idea, is the is he is very confident in himself, he is very um, outwardly aggressive and all that, but he's not, uh, you know... Uh, okay. I find him I'll, to be I'll, humble. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it to the, the part where he beams into the midst of the summit. I call that and, the Pikes moment. Well, <laughs> he, he beams in, and, you know, Kirk would have beamed in and went, I'm here. You know, he he just kind of picks up his head, looks shyly at everybody, and goes, 
Hi. Can you, Hi. Can you see Kirk Beeman in and just walking around the room with an apple in his hand? That's what I see. Would you? Uh, I, but, he, I see Pine doing that. Yeah, but you like Pine a lot. Yeah. Probably would have done it with an apple in his hand. Shatner, or at least young Shatner, would have done it sitting with the uh, the female president sitting in his lap. <laughs> or with his legs crossed. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like this. Uh, well, I mean, you've got Pike. You've got uh, Spock with uh, Ethan Peck. And I, and I think he pulls off Spock better than Quinto does. I think. I think so too. I think so. I, I'm I'm not for sure, but I think. Well, but Spock is supposed to be very reserved, but kind of half human, and you get that. You know, like first of all, had that been me, okay, and this is why it's not, and this will never happen to me. How did he get that hottie? That's what my question. Yeah, is. Yeah, like I'd have never let. Like he literally left her thighs and answered the phone. No. <laughs> because it's saying? not because it's not an emotional moment. Y- yeah, it is. <laughs> she said. Well, well what did she say that made me laugh? I can't remember. That should have been an inquiry. Well, yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, you should have asked before you left my thighs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what she said? How are you skeptical or something that made me laugh? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to find it in my notes. <laughs> but I remember the last. She goes, query. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, he did great. At least, and Rebecca Romaine was was excellent. Anyway, I it was she's an excellent number one, uh, which I think is funny that that Pike calls his first officer a number one, um, even though uh, as the Enterprise moves forward, Spock becomes the first officer. Uh, this is well, obviously no, he, he several years before Kirk's that. First officer, right? And. Uh, so there's there's another first officer there. We don't have Sulu yet. We don't have Chekhov yet. We don't have Bones yet. So we're... we have Chapel, and I have to say that she was an inspired choice for Chapel. That was the keeper for me. That was I was like, who the heck is that? Whoa, whoa. Now I know she was a original Star Trek character, right? Oh yeah, Nurse yes. Chapel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard the name. I did. I don't know the concept. I, she was. Yeah, she was in the first series. Isn't and... she the one that dates Kirk? No. no. Yeah, she never. She never has any interest in Kirk. In oh. fact, she's pretty cool to Kirk most of the time. What was her name? White. What was the girl that 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 Kirk started dating? That you're like. Okay, <laughs> well, that she, doesn't narrow she, it down. No. No. Oh no no no! He's she, she's talking about something that, and she's making a mistake from somebody who's seen uh, the uh, Chris Pine movies, but not the actual original series. She's thinking of Carol Marcus, who doesn't oh. actually show up in the original timeline until Wrath of Khan. Right. Um, she's later on, and you find she's out the daughter that... of somebody, right? She's the daughter of one of the admirals. Well, she, she... But once again, it's not that's that's the daughter of her being the daughter of one of the admirals is not added until the Chris Pines. Yeah, it's a new kind of kind of alternate reality type of thing. They never they worked her into Wrath of Khan so that he could have a son he didn't know about, basically. And, you know, he was her baby daddy. Well, not not only that, but it was also why when it, it's why Khan went to her. It's why she called him for help. It's it, she's the MacGuffin that brings everybody together. Okay, right. so speaking of Khan, here's a question, and I don't know which timeline this is, but how do you say the 
the girl's name Leanne? Leon? Laon? Laon. Her last name is the Nunez is in some, some fashion or form. You're going to find out that she is in some fashion or form a Related to Khan, right? Khan. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I think they're Even kind the of going... Even caught that. Well, th- there's been rumors bouncing around the interwebs that they are kind of about to do a con arc of some fashion or form because, you know, uh, if you've watched Picard, you're starting to see the origins of Khan. Then you're starting to see what happened to some of Khan's people who were left behind now with uh, La'an. Uh, yeah, it, it, somewhere along the line, we're about to see a con arc go through the entire Star Trek. I don't remember seeing a con arc in Picard. You you didn't see the con arc in Picard? No. In Picard? She, okay. you got to well, remember, she's never seen the original movies either. Ah, Khan's last name is Nunian Soon. Right. Hence, Dr. Uh, Soon. Hence, Dr. Soon. But that be- for me, that begins in Next Generation. Uh, yes, yeah. but, you're, but you're, what you saw in Picard was the descendant, or, or uh, was the, the ancestor, okay. or, ancestor yeah. of Doctor Soon, so, who happens names happens to be Nunian Soon, who happens to be a genetic scientist, and he oh, was making weapons for the genetic it. weapons yes. for the military, and, and then when the female that he created to just have fun with that doesn't work, he now opens up a file that says the con the con. Uh, uh, and when he didn't get his way at the end because Crusher showed up and took he, her. Yes, he now has decided that he's going to make somebody to take over the world. So, yeah, and it becomes kind of a issue for a while. Now, Kirk deals with it later on, but her well, family tree but, but he, ain't the but, greatest. But even then, it even connects into what we see with Strange New Worlds, where uh, it leads into the part that Christopher Pike shows the first contact aliens is what's going to happen very, very shortly after where Picard ends. Right. See, that's just something I love about Star Trek. I love how they don't throw it in your face and across all Star Treks. They don't throw it in your face, but they show you the humanity side of what we can become and what we have to go through to get there. I like the whole Pike moment that he did there at the end, where he's showing them his future, well, for those who've heard me on other podcasts know that I tend to be a bit of a pessimist. That's uh, something of an understatement. You know, I didn't used to be that way. I kind of am now. It's his fault. Yeah, how did I but, become the positive one? Uh, but but, I, but I, I, I like where you're kind of going with that, which is that uh, they're showing you very, very distinctly what we're going through now and then showing us that there is a possible yes. positive future on the other end. They're always very subtle about it, but all the images that they just had on that particular part of the of the show you could turn on the news right now and see that right so the religious people like oh my god the end of the world i'm thinking oh my god star trek (laughs) (laughs) beat me up i'm ready let me have it well but but even then if you want to talk about in that fashion you know i i really enjoying the fact that they are allowing him to know what's going to happen to him i mean we all know as far as you know uh and shannon i don't know if you ever saw the episode, but there is an episode. Okay, in discovery, a little bit of history is they actually Mm-mm. filmed an episode of Star Trek that never aired. It was the original pilot, and the guy that they had hired to play the captain, i.e., Christopher Pike, they replaced him with William Shatner and started over again from there. But they had all that footage, and they created an episode in there somewhere along the line where Christopher Pike is confined to a life support chair can't even speak he's got this little thing that beeps one light yes and two lights for no or something of that nature 
and Spock is trying to help him get back to somewhere, and they've and they basically take all of this leftover footage. I think I've and, seen that and create an episode with it. So anybody who's actually watched Star Trek before knows that Christopher Pike does not end well because I think I've actually seen... he ends fine. It's just that well, there's this horrible middle term where the, he's but they were banned Excellent for point. the planet. And Spock still went down there to take him off of where he was so he could... So, because what was it, they, he, the place he took him to where he didn't see himself that way or he didn't feel the pain? Exactly. They were basically a group of telepaths who were going to be able to let him live in a little and, fantasy. And he world. got to, to basically uh, live his life with a beautiful woman who was in love with him. And they would he would get back the, the use of his body, which was untarnished and all that stuff. And he would live the rest of his days perfectly fine. Yep. With another woman who was just like him, she was crippled as well, and she left the planet. She'd be messed up. So, but 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 I get. I guess the point is, is that him not. We we know that that's where he goes, but he doesn't know but, that. Yeah. But, but, he also, but your futures can change too. The horrible, the horrible thing is going to happen to him, and I think that's an interesting plot point that he yeah. knows he's got ten years left, and, and that's it's, it. And you always wondered, you know, like now. And it makes you look at the series a little bit differently. Like, if if he didn't know and we did, we would just be constantly, no matter what episode it was, we would be constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, oh, man, poor Christopher. He's going to get screwed. He's, he doesn't know it, but he's just so tragic a figure. But now it's, but it, it's but it, everybody knows. But even then, it, it's going to connect to what you've seen in the original series because now you actually know – or I'm assuming at some point in this series we're going to see the point in which he looks at Spock and says, you know, after it's this happens, nice. can you do this for me, please? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to get all of the the good thing, and you're going to want to know, or you're going to know why everybody was so attached to him, why it was such a tragedy that, that Pike got messed up. Because when, from the original series, he was just a guy in a beepy chair, right? There wasn't really anything, you know, he he wasn't, I mean, his, and, it was well, all... And the other thing is, is that it was a shock to anybody that there was somebody besides Kirk that Spock would be that dedicated to. Right. And you see that he's, you know, in the, in this very first episode, you see that he's he's vivacious and he, he uh, you know, has great command ability. He's sitting in an elevator and the world's hottest alien chicks all like smiling and winking at him and stuff. And he's like, hey, how you doing, Christopher? Uh, although, had that well, been... well, once again, he had a very unkirk reaction to that, which I did ooh, appreciate. Ooh, speaking of women and Pike. Can we just talk about the woman? <laughs> Your girl. Was, I forgot can we about talk her. about the woman that was in his bed at the beginning of the show? My girl on top. Now, for those who do not know my wife, um, she is a slight Winona Earp fan. That's a lie. <laughs> Don't like it at all. Can't stand the show. Uh, I could show you the wall that's right behind us that is entirely covered in Winona Earp posters and paraphernalia and the shrine that she has on a desk dedicated to Nicole Hot, Winona Earp, and, and all of that crew. So uh, This may be sacrilege, but is that who careful, that was? Careful. <laughs> is that who what? That was in bed. Yes, that yes. was... Melanie Scrofano. Who played she, Winona, Winona Earp. Yeah. The girl on top. Uh -huh. Man, I knew she... There's she posted like the day before on her Instagram. So I had just like this brief moment. Of, Aha! I know what she's talking about now. She's because she was very secret about what she was doing. She would 
she was posting. Well, all yeah, they were all on a, a super NDAs and. But all at kinds the very stuff. end, she posted the Star Trek symbol. Like, I knew it, and then the very next day, she, there she was. So, my girl on top. I'm so excited. Why do you keep calling her that? Because in the Winona <laughs> fandom, you said it like eight times listen, now. Shush, I'm telling you. In the Winona fandom, she she's labeled as the girl on top because she's the top person of the show. She's the number one of the show. She's the one who carries it. Except for, you know, I was going to say, except for all the other people who carry it. But let's let's just say that we are that Shannon is disappointed that she is not number one. (laughs) Let's just say (laughs) Shannon is really hoping that Cat Burrell makes an appearance on Star Trek and then my world would be complete. (laughs) And then I could drool over both and be both like I always am and like Anson Mount because I would mount that and Cat Burrell. (laughs) You would mount that, too. I would mount that, too. Both. Which is, you know, both. Me. Oh, yeah. See, if I was Chris Pike, I'd have come down like, hi, Christopher Pike. You know, like, do all that kind of stuff. But, like, when in the end, when he gave gave his inspirational speech that sways nations, go, all right, just um, just an aside. There was a female medical tech in an elevator the other day. Gorgeous eyes, uh, pouty lips, long brunette hair. Could I, like... Borrow her for a uh, a snuggle uh, study exchange, uh, maybe for a couple of months or something like that. Maybe show her the galaxy and some other things I have planned. I don't know what her name is, but could could we work on that? Kirk would have not. He'd have just stopped the mission in the elevator. Sup, Jim Kirk? How you doing? You know, like question. What? We're gonna go back to my girl for a second. <laughs> How did I not? Bear Creek, Montana. I thought the cool things were, because he's in that, that cabin, that house, whatever, in Montana, right? They have a rotary phone up on their desk. So there's got to be like 20th century kind of items that's in this room. I have a Stormtrooper helmet right on my desk. You know what? We're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> Don't get I off mean, topic. People have weird stuff. Like, he, he, there's no landline. I, I, I just wonder, like, if, if that's something that we're going to see. It's an it's, anachronistic. Was... It's probably just an antique decoration. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Maybe. a chachi. You know, you, you, I'm sure you've seen at some point in life that people still have, like, uh, even though they don't have a landline in their house, they have an old, like, telephone booth type thing hanging on the wall just as a decoration. Well, I was thinking uh, more along the lines that maybe we're going to see some back history. Maybe that's his family land or something in, in Bear Creek because... Obviously, he was out there with horses in the snow, and I thought that was co- like cool, kind of down to earth thing with a scruffy beard. Still, I you would, just like seeing him scruffy riding still, a horse. Still, I'd mount that. So, <laughs> yes. I, I, for me, it was surprising that like, like when are the admirals gonna revert to type, right? Because in in Star Trek, there's a long standing tradition that admirals know almost nothing. And make consistently but, the wrong call. But that was Admiral April. Wasn't that... Okay. All right. All right. Go back a little bit. The original Star Trek. Wasn't Pike his first officer when he was captain? I, I don't know. <gasps> Ooh, that actually I don't know. I don't know either. Look it up. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I think I think he was his first officer. Still... When you're promoted to Admiral, apparently your brain disappears in Star Trek because most of them are pretty useless. I mean, over historically, they're pretty useless. I mean, Kirk made a crappy well, either, Admiral because either he that got... or they resign in protest somewhere along the line. One or the other. Right. Well, or they die horribly deaths like they're on Star Trek: The Next Generation, where they'll have all those 
the, the little, little centipedes that go into the brains. Remember that one, Shelby? What was that? <laughs> yes. No, no, th- those were the idiots. Yeah, those were the idiots. They're, they're good riddance to them. Sounds like our government now. Yeah. Okay. And, and, <laughs> yeah, that, then you've got, we've, we found out pretty much that Janeway resigned in protest over seven. Over seven. Uh, and Kirk, uh, Nick's not Kirk. Um, yeah, Kirk uh, got demoted. <laughs> well, uh, well, you could call that resigning in protest. He sure. resigned in protest over uh, a Spock and was willing to take a demotion. Um, and then Picard resigned in protest as an admiral over uh, the whole Romulus thing. Actually, that's true. There's a lot of resigning in protest. Which, speaking of the other girl, like, I don't know who, I can't remember the name, but the girl that played the Romulan the, the, uh, on, on Picard, I like her. That's just all. I, I can't remember her name. Is she so, she's an no Irish idea. actress. Well, she, uh, the actress, I don't know her name, but I I know the older version of her name was Laris. I cannot she's remember so what pretty. the younger version of her name is. Also, before we go further, let me, let me just say this. Here's another cool thing about Star Trek. They don't throw anything in your face because they, from the very beginning, it's just normal. It's portrayed as normal. But there's so many chicks in Star Trek. You can't say there's no girls in sci-fi. Actually, it's always been almost that way. every person on his bridge, other than Tim and Spock, are chicks. Oh yeah, well, you've got okay. Hora, Ortegas. I love per- Ortegas. What particular season of Discovery aside? Star Trek has <laughs> yes. actually always been pretty good about making a statement without making without a statement. throwing it in your face. Yeah. Without being no. over... Yes, let's not talk about that particular season of, of Discovery because... Well, as I said, once particular season of Discovery aside, which I'm pretty sure that if it you watch the latest stupid. season that they've kind of seen the error of their ways and moved forward. But that being said, uh, you know... Star Trek has always done, had no hesitation to tackle issues right. without rubbing your nose in it. Well, yeah, I mean, even from the, the 1960s series, you had Uhura, who was the, I mean, she was an officer on a, on a bridge she crew. She had an important role, and she and was she, a black lady. And uh, she was not only female, but she was, but she was black. And the worst part about it is, is that as avant-garde, as controversial as it was at the time, it was never mentioned on the show it was no. just and that's she, that's the way but, to do that but see the thing is is that it, but see it, it, they made a statement by not making a statement by making it look like well she's of course she's on the bridge that's Why how she, she is well, that's, that's what it is be a futuristic show you're supposed to be advanced well and they had a russian in the 1960s during the middle of the cold war they had a russian they yeah they had an asian guy they had an alien they had a scotsman they had they had all these different nations which is what it was supposed to be it, but it, it, but once again it was never oh my god there's an asian on my bridge it no. was when you, when you play know. it normal then it's never going to be anything other just like what they did on Wanana, right they never from the very beginning, Nicole's lesbian. You always knew that. They never played it any other way, so later on it, it never came up because it doesn't need to. With those politics aside, though, uh, I did appreciate the permission to do something impulsive. Or was it uh, permission to act quickly? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but she, she's like, come on, you're pretty slow about this spot, right? You know, his neck. His, what? His uh, neck. <laughs> <laughs> that she did exactly what everybody else was like. Why don't they just beat those guys up and take their stuff? And she's like, I'm going to beat those guys up and take their stuff. This is I like her attitude. Yeah, no, this is what every because Picard would have had a debate about the morality of of beating them up and taking their stuff. Kirk would have just killed them. 
uh, and and not feel better. Ha <laughs> We have uniforms, you know. But, like, but then again, it, it's also one of the things that makes Pike who he is, as far as this this uh, season, this crew, this everything goes. Is Pike has the right people in the right place to do the right things, and then trusts them to do their jobs. Yes, and he's humble enough not to to try to step over them. Exactly. So when somebody says, "I have an idea," trust me, his response sure. is, "Yes, yes, go." Just like at the but, beginning but, but, when but she kept saying, it, "Sorry, go ahead." But even then, it came down to that at the end of the episode when he basically looked at her and said, I trusted you. You've got to trust me. Right. Just like at the beginning of the episode when, when he was first introduced to her, she was arguing with Spock about how to raise shields. And he trusted her. OK, we'll go with your intuition. You're not your security. So, well, I, I and you've already t- touched on it. There is going we've he'd had little hints along the line The her story is going to be more interesting as this season goes on. There's there's a backstory with her above and beyond even the little bit that they've explained. There's yeah, going the, to be something. The, I fought off Gorn for my entire life but, and watched everyone I know die. Yeah, that's she's that's either going to be but, but, extremely but, dedicated or she's going to turn. Well, no, but beyond that, I I you know somewhere along the line, you know, it, there is something about her. Obviously, especially her being a Noonian soon. Uh, right. Yeah, that, that there, yeah. there's a there's a piece to that that hasn't been brought up yet. That's going to be uh, not necessarily controversial to us in the real world, but controversial to them in their world. Somewhere along the line that she is a product of the eugenics war is going to come up. I can't imagine it's not going to. I, I'm I'm going to make a guess. It's somewhere along the line that the colony ship that she was part of was one of the ships that they basically packed the eugenics people onto and threw them oh, out. Oh, OK. Space. All right. So. So the timeline that we're looking at here would be this ties into a little bit of Picard then too, because that's just happening now where he's just he just got rejected. Noonien soon's mad at the world, and he's and about he, and he's about to and his start. Prodigy's disappeared, and he's about to start genetically creating Khan, who is going to basically create the eugenics war. So because in the last season of Picard, they went back to the 20th century or the 20th, well, yeah, the 20th, yeah. To then back to the 20th century, she could be related exactly. She could be a clone. Maybe that's why she didn't get I eaten. Don't, uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a creative guess here that this is probably the timeline we're looking at. Uh, because there's uh, so many. Doctor Soon <laughs> loses his first creation. Decides that he's going to create Khan. The uh, World War uh, or the the Second American Civil War starts, uh, leads into World War Three, which ends up becoming the Eugenics War. And the reason it turns into the Eugenics War is because at some point along the line, he basically looks at the military and says, I have these genetic super soldiers for you. Take them. And then they try to take over. You have the Eugenics War. You have Khan. And then at some point when that war is over, they take all the Eugenics people and launch them into space. I think she came off of one of those colony ships. One of those colony okay. ships basically got captured by the Gorn. You then you have her pop out somewhere. I, I I'm on with that because what if there's a reason that she survived and not everyone else? Because she is maybe she's a clone. Maybe maybe she wasn't something that you could eat. 
Well, I think the entire ship was all like her, and she's just genetically right. in that time. In that scenario, she's just she well, is. Then maybe they could eat them. Well, but still. The, what they yeah. what they have to, well, you may very well be right, but what they have described on the show so far is the way she has explained it on the show so far. It was nothing but dumb luck, right? That they that the Gorn apparently have happen. a uh, have a tradition very similar to some fisher pe- fishermen, whereas they, they take one, one fish and throw one back. Well. She was the one they threw back. She didn't so it was taste nothing very good. But dumb luck. <laughs> oh, I but bet you even, she does. Even then, at the end of the episode, where they kind of gave you the this season on Star Trek, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to see the Gorn show up. I mean, there's there's not that many because you can't do Borg yet. Well, but but not only that, there's a moment in which she knows something that nobody else does and starts That's screaming true. up, turn uh, ray shields. I'm gonna, I put good money on the fact that she recognizes that it's a Gorn ship. You could do Borg, because they're already doing that. They've done that in like four but, different but series. But the Borg though. is loose now in the 20th century in Picard. Yeah, they've done that in four series. No, it's but it's but like the, the repeat button. <laughs> the good Borg, <laughs> the, the hot Borg. You're already is. Mm. But she's uh, not coming back, though. Uh, but I uh, I also think that uh, the elephant in the room for me in this entire episode, because they, they mention it, and it's a throwaway line, and you're like, okay, this is where they're going to bring it in. And then Lieutenant Kirk arrives, and it's the not the, the Kirk you thought it it's was going to be. It's his father. It's his father. But see, that, that, see, that's the part I'm worried about timeline-wise as to how they managed to do that. See, I I always thought when they when they said that I thought it was going to end up being like like Cadet Uhura, yeah, Ensign have... Kirk or something, you know, or something of that nature. Yeah, but... because they would be more the same age at that time. That's what I thought. So yeah. like, how is this his dad? And he asked about his family and all that stuff, and you're like, okay, cool. Hopefully, it's just an older brother or something. Yeah, like an uncle nature. or an older brother or something. A new I Kirk. Like... What like does anybody remember what? Thor's name in the Chris Pine version of it. Do you, does anybody remember what Sam, his name Samuel. was? Was it Samuel Kirk? I thought it was George. Oh, it is. It's George because she's because his wife is calling for him and she's having the baby. Oh, and he's like, it's yeah, George. that's the worst. Um, he's such a hottie. No, no, no. Uh, Tiberius was his dad's name. Oh, like, okay. Oh, no, yeah, no, but no, it was no, George. We can't call the kid Tiberius. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. Um, so it was George. So this may not be his father. This is okay. So probably it's a somebody else. Kirk. Okay. Okay. I I do have to admit that I would have found it fun if you know Cadet Kirk had shown up. <laughs> He's just spent... beating his head against the wall. <laughs> you, you have to admit that having you know because Cadet Kirk on that ship would have been like throwing Dennis the Menace into the mix. Oh God! Yeah, like, he wouldn't have made a good call. Will more you, like Bart Simpson. Will you please get off the Green Woman and let's go back <laughs> <Yeah>. to work? <laughs> Where's Kirk? I don't know. Where's the last female person he saw? The green one was pretty hot. That's the girl from Continuum. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was the girl. From the, Continuum. There, there have been several green ones. There, there's many. There's that several. That particular girl that was green. You're thinking the, it's, every it's, time you say that it's the one from babies. the Pine, but there were some in the '60s that were. That's why I said particular, as in narrowing that down. Oof. The one that he was breathing heavy under the, the yeah. <laughs> the her, mouth breather. Yeah, that's from. She's from Continuum. There's uh, there's I, quite a few. I do like the Ohura that they came up with. She seems cute. Yes, I just well, I, I I like the fact that she is witty. smart, capable, witty, and just you know it, it, she's just she's very much what Ohura was in the original show, which is basically 
is I'm over here doing my job no matter what the hell goes on. You know, you have a special alien who just shows up in the lift next to me. I'm going to talk to the guy. She just went with it. Yeah, it she's awesome. she's arguably the smartest person in the room. On, and just goes with it. And just does whatever. she She's really good on her feet. And if you look at the movies... Um, she does the same thing. She's the one who who knocks out the guy and and enables them to steal the ship. She's the one on the sand who <laughs> what dances are we gonna naked. Do? What are we going to do? Well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but you're going to wait in the closet. Yeah. Perhaps we should stop <laughs> touching things. That's, that wasn't one of them. Okay, so I get the next question would be, how long is it going to take before Spock notices her? Because honestly, Tapring is left back on the planet, and I think I would go back with Supreme. There was an episode where he's hugging Chapel. I was going to say, they, they, they're actually Ooh. hinting at him with, with Chapel. Yeah. Okay, I don't know who Chapel is. I mean, I know who she is now, but she's awfully quirky. What's one of them? Quirky. She's, she's looked fun. Oh, I love her. I like her chasing down the hall. There's so many parts of this episode that remind me of something I would do. Okay, yeah, she's chasing. She's chasing. Let's go run after somebody. You go chase well, the rabbit down the hall. <laughs> What she was in the original episode was um, uh, Bones's straight man. Yeah, she while Bones, uh, yeah. while Bones was always bitching about something, she was the one who was just kind of going, oh. "Fine, we'll just take care of it." So you just Bones? We haven't seen Bones yet. That means something's going to happen to this doctor. Well, maybe well, he'll get moved on. He'll just get. I mean, you because you could transfer him out, right? And it may be that you kind of cement in things, sort of like Tasha Yar, right? Like you. You couldn't have Worf be Worf with Tasha Yar still there, so yeah. so you you might have to move some of these people in and out. Like it may go bad for Ortegas. <laughs> I mean, look, she said well, the most. But but we're also remember we're at least a decade prior to also true. Uh, you know uh, what the original series also true, but she did have a good attitude. I liked her. Ortega said the line, what was it that I just kept rewinding over and over again? <laughs> Always, every time I, every time, every I, time I, I get in the captain's chair. chair. That is so a security answer right there. <laughs> over the years, what do I say? Man, don't cause me paperwork. It's all paperwork. Uh, and that's, you know that there's got to be, there's got to be shifts like that. There's got to be people like that who aren't just the, let's go down to the planet and. Save people. Well, you know that there's people like, oh god, this is gonna this is gonna happen on my shift. It's gonna happen on uh, my shift. It there's... always happens on my but, shift. But, but being, the, being the exploratory ship, the, this is the ship where everything happens on. Yes, so that's even why it's kind of like shift. Oh, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like oh, there's an alien on the uh, on the bridge all of a sudden that we've had to beam in, uh, sedate, and drag <laughs> off. Welcome to the that. Enterprise. Yeah, nobody, nobody bats an eye. Here's the difference in that, okay? It's an exploratory ship. Everything happens, yes. But it always happened on my shift. It never. Ha- they don't discover the, the, the creepy aliens on day shift, no. They wait till 4 to midnight shift, and that's mine, and that's when, th- that's when it happens. Now, that's when it happens. I, I, I have to say, and, I, and I'm wondering whether or not they're going to manage to do it or if they're going to even have the cojones to do it. I'm curious as to if some point during the season they address the red shirt ensign trope. Because <laughs> it because it, it can we keep be losing red shirts well or very very bad. That's true. You know, that is this is the enterprise that that started on. I, when they were when they rescued number one and they were good they were all back in the elevator. Those two people that were over in the corner that had no conversation <laughs> they had no lines. Y'all gonna die. Your red shirts. You may not have the color yet, but your red shirts. Well, I, I also have to admit that I like the banter between her and Spock. 
can you please not can jinx us? Can you not us? jinx us? Yes. And then him going on to some logical explanation <laughs> as everybody shows up, and she's kind of like, see? See? <laughs> see what you started? You never, never jinx it like that. It's like saying, wow, this Friday's really going well. Yeah. Don't ever do Why well, would well, you do I've that? So many well, what they basically introduced is, is that the, the relationship between her and him is going to be the bones in him relationship that you've seen from the original series. I would, I would concur with that. That is, that is definitely something I could see. Cause it's, cause Kirk isn't, isn't there to, to instigate things, right? So it's gonna have to be, cause Pike won't do that, right? Pike is a calming no. influence. She's not. <laughs> so, um, and she can be, she can be the foil to it. So I, I dig that. Um, I also dig that, uh, there's really, and I, I want to come back to the red shirt thing in a minute because I had not thought of that at all. Um, also, did anybody notice that they all have, uh, first of all, the uniforms in this, and I hate to go all like fashion report, but I love the way that they kind of integrated that back in the original kind of style of the uniforms, but it doesn't look cheesy. Yeah. I mean, they they're well, always okay. they always as, do it. As but long it, as they don't come up with the second season Kirk thing with the green wraparound <laughs> V neck, you know, with the ch- cool. for the chest hair. Yeah. The, 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 the only way that that would actually work wild is is because that if you if you didn't catch it in the first season of the Next Generation, they threw something like that at Riker and teased the hell out of him for it. If if they throw Christopher Pike something where he has to wear something like that and make fun of him for it the whole episode. I can live with that. I'm for that too, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but what I'm also waiting for is for somebody to be in the process of beaming down going, why do I always have to wear the red shirt? Yeah, exactly. Why do they always take security with them? It never goes well. You know, I thought it was a cool moment. I think it was at the end of Discovery 2. Was that, that was at the end of Red Angel, right? When they split and yeah. they went one way and then the Enterprise comes up along them, and they're going back onto their ship. And that's the first time we see these uniforms. That's the first time we see yeah. these colors. And you just it just gives you chills because you know that's where we're going back to. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole command gold and and blue and red. I mean, because they, they're weaving red, blue, and gold in everything. Like, if you've noticed, the warp trails for the Enterprise in this one beginning. are red, blue, and gold. Yeah. Um, like even, and Shannon noticed this when we were rewatching it right before the cast, the, uh, like subtle things in the entire episode are red, blue, and gold. Like if you look at the scientist stuff, when they have that moment where the, um, after Pike where the kids saves them and, and the, yeah. yeah, the kids grow up and they're studying science and they're, they're moving to the stars. Like the, everything's red, blue, and gold and little hints of it. Yeah, there. it looks like the little tubes that are on on the deck. Yeah, it's, it's like, all red, blue, and gold. Red, blue, and gold. So I mean, there's there's all these little hints of of it all over everywhere, and it's it's kind of neat. I mean, they're they've kind of worked the whole. Wasn't that a cool moment when they're celebrating? This, when they hold the little when they enterprise. Hold up the little enterprise. Yeah, that's cool. I'm telling you, the moment. This is again what I like about Star Trek. Yeah, like they never <laughs> forgot Pike saving them. They never <laughs> or, or, forgot or, or, him. Or this is like, again what I like about Star Trek. Or even they're they're doubling down on the on General Order one. They're changing it to the Prime, Prime Directive. Directive. <laughs> that'll, oh, never that'll, stick. Never go, that'll never stick. That'll never stick. <laughs> but I, it gives me it gave me goosebumps when Pike beamed down with, to what I call the Pike moment, and right before he was giving that speech about the end of the world. I mean. That right there, it just gives you goosebumps if you're a Trekkie because you understand he's talking about what's going to happen. He's talking about what the Earth has strived through to get to where they are now. 
But you don't have to do that. Join us, and we'll make you better. It's just actually, you'll make you better. You'll, you'll make yourself better by not, you know, by not killing yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that is the key down, to the benefit that's plan. That's a downfall. Yeah. On, on just another concept on tone as well, what I really am enjoying about this is by the time you reach the original series, the Enterprise is, well, it's kind of like, okay, this is a Starfleet ship. This is what they are. This is what they do. At this point, the Enterprise is new. The Enterprise is new technology. It's, yeah. It, it's The idea is that it's, it's better than anything else that's been out there with the exception of Discovery. So it, it, it's it's the uh, everything is kind of like okay we've got a new AI everything's special everything's shiny yeah you know, yeah this is this is the cool ship man red alert looks awesome on the bridge oh well, that looked I, neat. I I do have to say that just as far as Star Trek itself goes I really do like what they did with the get, getting rid of the view screen and turning it into the whole holographic front window. <laughs> Yeah, which is weird because, like, in the 24th century, it goes completely backwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> we tried that holograph stuff and uh, hologram and, and overlays and everything like that. It didn't work out for us. We, yeah, so we went back to 1990s view screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, hey, I still remember when um, uh, Star Trek Enterprise came out and everybody started asking about some of the things from the original series. And... Even then, the producers had to go, okay, we have flip phones now that are better than the <laughs> communicators cool? they had then. It? You know, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, like, we can't we can't get there from here. Hey. We have to regress 200 years when in, I was in, in timeline. junior high, I had a tricorder. We still have your tricorder. Do we? Yes. It's, it's, it's sitting in the closet right it behind me. It's probably like 1988-something. And I had I, the tricorder. Yeah, give me give me like hey, two I minutes after the, the cast. original phasers. I had one of those too. I can't find that one, but I know I had one. I had so much stuff. I didn't have much Star Trek gear. I I made a model I know, of a the Star Wars boy. We all know. I am so a Star Wars. We're looking at Star Wars stuff right now, but I had a model of the Enterprise D. Um, the the Ravel. I think it was Ravel model of the Enterprise D, and I I dry brushed it so it looked kind of worn and all that kind of thing and painted the the warp drives and everything it was it was cool i had i've always been a star trek fan it's just that i'm generally speaking a star wars boy i mean like if i had to pick one or the other all right, so but I you want to live in star trek I you want to read star, star wars. wars you can say that now because it's not you don't like luke skywalker i can't stand the whiny little butt but still <laughs> you like how i, I you like I, you like how I curved that there? Yeah, you, that was not the word you normally use. No, oh my God, I can't stand him. But you like Mandalorian. I do love Mandalorian. You and love Gina Book of Boba Fett, yes. You love Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, there's Star Wars you uh, like. Uh, uh, okay, but you have to admit, I, I'm, I'm going to back up Shannon on this one here, because even as somebody who is a Star Wars fan who thought Luke Skywalker was the best, as an adult, I have to look back and go, Luke Skywalker was a whiny little butt who ended up screwing everything, everything up. up. Everything up. Everything. And the reason why Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and Gina Carano and all of those look so awesome at this point in life, because these are the people who looked at the world around them and went, this is the world we have to live in. It. It's yeah. awesome because Skywalker's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> And even then, but but even then, even you know the the little baby Yoda looked at at Luke Skywalker and went, "Dude, I'm out." 
I gotta go, man. My my dad just sent me a shirt. I, I'm good. I I'm going home. Can I go home now? Ship and touch everything. Yeah, I'm going. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going home. Um, you know, but still, you you don't want to live in the Star Wars universe. You want to live in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Honestly, um, now I wouldn't want to be on the Enterprise because I wouldn't be one of the so main much bridge stuff crew. Happens there. Like you're gonna get totally a weird disease, shirt. yeah? Oh no, you would so be I'm, a red shirt. Your security. I've been a red shirt my entire life. <laughs> Thank God, I carry my own gun. Okay. Okay, Sean, do you want to know who you would be in this bad luck enterprise world? I have suggestions. <laughs> no, you, you, you know, because as you, you're right, Shannon would be one of the red shirted ensigns who gets taken out on on the planet somewhere along no, the line. No, I'd be a survivor. Um, <laughs> take off that shirt. <laughs> you, you and I, for different reasons. See, I would be in the galley. You would be in engineering somewhere along the line. But you know those scenes in where you see the um, in the middle of battle where the hull gets blown open and somebody gets sucked out. In the <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that that'd would be you. Would that, that would be totally us. Yeah. Now you'd be in engineering and I'd space. be in the galley. You'd be in engineering and I'd be in the galley. So I get hit first. Yeah. You get the plasma. Yeah, I'd get the the first torpedoes that hit the because that's what they go for. They go for the engine room, right? <laughs> they go for the warp core. He's just back there cutting potatoes. Yeah, he's he's back there making sure everybody has good stuff to eat and everything. I get sucked out the making sure those replicators <laughs> work first. Well, yeah. well, you you get you get taken out for tactical reasons. At yeah. least that's respectable. I get taken out for story reasons because they can blow up the galley. <laughs> no one important was injured. See, I would just be smart enough, even though I have been a red shirt my entire life, I would just, like, you know, change shirts. You I'm... don't serve on the Enterprise. That's what you don't do. Like, that's, like, no, red shirt duty cool for the Enterprise. Happens. No, no. Yeah, you're sick that way. Cause it... I know. I run towards it. That's what I do. <sighs> it's, like, Ooh, that is fight. Let's go. the exact opposite of what I do. Yeah. I spend my life trying not to get in those situations. Shannon goes, oh, look, a, a gang fight. Let's go see what that's about. And like we were dating. Uh, okay, well, you also have to admit that she'd probably be the one who survives because she took Worf's Kung Fu class or something like that. I would be the one who survived because I changed my damn shirt. I, well, we would be dating. Right. We were dating <laughs> and she was uh, she was working security and everything. And, and we're sitting there uh, eating. What was it? It was Wendy's, wasn't it? It was, it was, yeah, it was like Wendy's shakes or something, or uh, um, Frosties. And we're sitting on an overdeck, and Shannon looks down one end and looks down the other and goes, "Uh oh." I'm like, "What?" She goes, "That's not good. Hold my Frosty." And then she she kicks on her radio, talks a bunch of stuff, and then sprints off. And I'm like, "Well, jokes on you. I'm gonna eat your Frosty." So. We're, I'm sitting, I did eat my, I did eat her frosty. (laughs) Screw that, I'll eat her frosty. She left me here. Then I see like these, all these security people converge on these gang members and everything, and there's a scuffle and a tussle and everything. And I'm sitting there with an old man next to me watching my wife subdue a bunch of gang members, and I'm like, that's my girlfriend. Like, while I was eating her frosty. That's my girlfriend right down there. See that the one with the handcuffs and stuff? Yeah, that's my girlfriend. It's the only girl there. Uh, yeah, the one in uniform. Long brown hair. Yeah, that's her. Um, yeah, I wouldn't Those be that. Those were the days. Yeah, I would not. It was not a good week unless she got her 
her truck keyed at least once. Oh, that was a deep key too. Uh, it, it was. See, that's I don't know. Not that they were wrong. I am a beep. I want to be somewhere going. Hey, I got that part fixed y'all wanted. I mean, like that's more my deal. Like, hey, I got this thing fixed. Isn't that cool? Like that would be where I would be. Right. That way now. Uh, <laughs> it's take a long time to get there. You don't want to serve on the Enterprise. Like I don't think. Like in real life, I don't think you want to be anywhere near it. Right, because it's it, like unless you're one of and, and lower decks no, covers this. I want to be on the bridge the entire time. <laughs> I gotta know those what's people don't die. <laughs> they never beam down. Someone's gotta drive the ship. <laughs> yeah. I want Otegas. That's what. That's my girl right there. Sulu never dies. <laughs> he doesn't leave the ship very well, often, and he was, never dies. What was the girl that you liked from Discovery? That, that, with the eyes, the synthetic. Oh, yeah. She was Kitty. What was her name? I was... don't remember now. Oh, uh, my goodness. Talk amongst uh, yourselves. I'll figure yeah, it out. No, she, she's, she's the helmswoman on... Uh, yeah, on, Discovery. Uh, uh, Disco- yeah, on Discovery, she's the helmswoman. Yeah, she used she's to drive. She's a robotic eye and a seven-like so thing cool. on the side of her. Yeah, she was, she was super cool. every time she came on screen. Oh, man. Uh, Detmer. Detmer, yeah. Detmer, yeah. Oh, she was cute. Yeah, I liked her. You know, like she she lives through the thing. I would not live well, through uh, on once the again, Enterprise. Another reason to find, to find, watch the last season of uh, Discovery. They do make a badass out of her. Oh yeah, she's she was cool. How many? Se- there's four seasons, right? Of Discovery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are they? Did they get picked up for a fifth one? No. Oh, they then, didn't. No. So the change that they made was not enough to to pull it back. I don't. Uh, well, judging from the ratings, no. Man, I was so disappointed. They tanked a Star Trek. Yeah, but they've kind of got a history of some of them not turning out so well. Um, yeah, some of them turn out great. Uh, but uh, in today's kind of, of information overload and choices that you have, it's very difficult. Because I'll, I'll be honest, if Star Trek TNG was to, to be on today if it was to start today now i'm not talking about the effects or anything like that and you produce those stories the first two seasons maybe even the first three seasons were, were, were yeah i mean it wouldn't have gone 10 seasons or nine seasons whatever it had it wouldn't have made it that far and some of the best star trek ever produced was in those later seasons of tng right so well, I, it's it, very tough to to get it going like that so you got to be hot out of the gate. Not but only that, know, but you also don't get 20 episodes anymore. No, no. You don't. You get like 12, right? Yeah, I mean, not very many. I mean, sometimes only eight. Oh, my God. This is, thank God this is not Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> thank God. Your your no, hatred of sci-fi. I don't think I would be doing this. I don't well, think if I it would was sci-fi, If it was Sci-Fi Channel, we'd have just seen episode four. And then next week we get episode one. <laughs> After that, you get episode five. And then you get six and you wait for a year and a half. Yeah. Freaking sci-fi. And then you get season 1.5. I can't stand when they start. I mean, they started doing that with Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Oh, right? no, they did. And they make you split a, a year and a half later before you come back to the yeah. season. And then you've lost your people because no one's going to wait that long for a show. Believe me, I remember I was there. Um, Man, it was... they did that to my Warehouse 13. They did it to, I mean, it was a standard sci-fi model, and they, they changed them to, to be like season 1.5, 2.5, all that and kind of stuff. So they, they didn't became, have to pay them as much. And then they became die-fi. Look, your hatred of sci-fi, look what your hatred of sci-fi did. You missed most of Winona Earp because of your hatred for sci-fi. And what happened? I come for back. For the sci-fi channel. Three weeks. 
weeks later, they freaking canceled it. I, I'm telling you, you are the death knell of every <laughs> show you watch. X-Files, sure. Xena, um, uh, uh, Stargate Atlantis, uh, Stargate in shows, general. Man. You, you, every time you get really into a show, it is canceled the next season. I mean, I was so, I, I was so dead set. On watching anything after Warehouse and after Defiance, especially the way, especially the way they took so long to finally get a cancellation for Defiance. Hey, it is the age of the reboot, though, because you do know that there is a uh, a reboot of Stargate that's actually in in production at the moment. Galactica too. There's a reboot of Galactica in production at the moment. Um, hell, there was another one that was just on the top of my head. Here's what I know. Winona has not been uncanceled, but Surreal State has. It What's is, Surreal State? Surreal Estate is is like it's the one that Tim went to. It was it's like a, he was a realtor oh. for a haunted house or something like that. It lasted for one season, it got canceled or whatever. Maybe 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 two. But Winona, who had gone for four seasons, had once they just won like so they won like twelve or fourteen awards at the Canadian Screen Awards this past season. All I'm saying is this is this is a uh, well, and this is Trek, and it's Paramount, which has a long history with Star Trek. Yes, and and honestly, if you had to pick a horse, this one's got super good potential. I'm so excited. There is there is I don't get any cringes from any of the things that I've seen so far. I don't I, I don't dislike any character. Um, uh, they're, they're sprinkling the stuff that, that used to be like, that is in our heritage and, and, and the Star Trek pedigree, like Uhura, like Spock, uh, they're, they're keeping a lot of that. You're getting a lot of new stuff. And honestly, I don't get the same, like with, with some other Star Treks, it was a tough sell. Okay. Um, not that they weren't great. But it was kind of a tough sell. Voyager was like that. Voyager had a horrible time finding its legs. I, I think finished Voyager. I think it, at the end, Voyager was excellent as well. I never, <laughs> I I never, never could get behind Deep Space Voyager nine. took off when they added Seven of Nine. God, yes. Yes. And they got rid of, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Kess. Now, yes. I always happen to like Kess, but I don't think she ended very well. She became a god or whatever. That's not cool. Um, but... They they found their footing. You know what I mean. Enterprise was universally hated, but it was a great it was show. Good. It was a good show. And then they did then they did a tribute to it in, in the Pike uh, in the Pine Star Trek. Yeah. About the, about the I dog. know that beagle. <laughs> yeah. I know that dog. What happened to him? I never was a fan of Deep Space Nine. Now see, I never uh, could get into it. I tried. That was some really good stuff. Worf and and Dax, Dax saved Dax. that for me. I I thought that was a fantastic storyline. I also I, love the Defiant. Well, well, once they added the Dominion War into the whole thing, oh. that's when it actually took off. Yeah, it, it was wasn't so anything good. until that. But you had to. But in each of those occasions, every single one of them, it took a while to find its footing. Look, I get it. Even with TNG, it took about three seasons before you're like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, this I, is really good. I like good. every storyline here. I like every character here. Because it wasn't like second or third season they lost Yar. Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty quick. Okay, um, so she, was she went cool, off to do something. Else. I, but she, she wasn't. She what didn't they even make it out of the first season. I think she made it to to the first season, or she made it through the first season, or real I close to it, and then she so was long. gone. But yeah. I just know that even as good as she was, the characters, 
got semen, it would have had it had Worf. A oh, Worf was the biggest badass on that entire bridge. I loved Worf. The three for me was right in this order: Riker, Worf, Data. Every time you, even if you had a character episode and it was about one of those three, I was down. I still sit chairs like the Riker, like Riker. maneuver to, to this you, day. I've seen you do that. <laughs> to this well, you day. Claw, you step over a chair with your leg and then you, and then you say, yeah. I've God, yes. It. It's called the Riker maneuver now on the internet. And I do it every day. Every day. Uh, uh, I, hey, there's not a day. Even just adding him in at an, as an episode in uh, both um, Lower Decks and Picard. It's those just, are the best episodes yet. I, I honestly... In my heart of hearts, you, I'm probably some other character, some other non-character, like you're saying, Jake, to get sucked out a hole in the ship, okay? But I want to be like Riker. Riker. He was the cool. I mean, Pike isn't as cool as Riker. I mean, like, that is the coolest character. Talking about having swagger. Oh, my gosh. I mean, even he's even a cool dad, you know? Red alert. You know, red alert he off. He's on the moon. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like. And he played Jack. Wild girl in the woods. You know, like he's. And he got the hot girl. <laughs> yeah, he did. He got his Mzadi. So, I mean, like, he's the guy. Like, he's the Lando Calrissian of the Star Trek world. He's just that smooth. But even then, he wasn't that smooth season one. He didn't even have the beard till season two. They even tried shaving off the beard in one of the movies. <laughs> even Q commented, you weren't like this before the beard. That was such a great line. <laughs> Q. Yeah. Poor um, Q, right, Jake? Poor I Q. I mean, yeah. I, th- there's there's so much history here. And there's they they because everybody's going to look at this show. Everybody's going to look at Strange New Worlds and look for what's wrong. I think that's what's going to happen. That's the people who aren't Trekkies. Right. I think what what I would do for this, especially for this show, because it starts out so good, I would look for the things that they did right, because there's a lot of those here. Well, if they continue to follow down the same road that they've done, what they've done is what so many uh, producers, production companies, Hollywood types, however you want to call it, have utterly failed to do which is they went out and found what the fan base was and what it was that they would actually sit down and watch and enjoy and went, let's give it to them. It's amazing that that the Pike character for this timeline, for this particular person, was introduced on another Star Trek show. And it he was so popular that he... They gave him a spinoff. I think he overshadowed what was happening there. Oh, of course he did. Oh, yeah, I, it's 100% he did. And honestly, Red Angel, which is the second series of Discovery, or second season of it Discovery. Was, it was amazing. It is, and I will admit this because I don't really like a lot of what happened in Discovery. It is the second season, the Red Angel series, is sublime. It is excellent. It has one of the best Star Trek space battles in history in it. It is excellent in every way. And I think that is in no small part to the interaction and the character development that they put through with Anson Mount in as Christopher Pike. And they went, oh, crap. We need more of this. We need but, more but, of this. But even, but even then, you know, the the cohesion that you get out of the Discovery crew, everybody wants to sit there and talk about that it was uh, the original Michelle Yeoh character who brought all these people together. Yeah, it was not. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was Pike. 
But she was exactly. Dead. You know, I mean, they they were together in spite of their first captain, who was a spy and all that kind of stuff. But it was Pike who got there, and and even for the first time you met Tilly, she's like, he's like, oh, she's like, oh my god, I thought I broke the captain. You know, <laughs> that was um, a great line. She's one of my favorite characters. Though, but she. but he's he has a way of making everyone feel at ease, and that's and give you their best performance because he's not a commander. He's a leader, and there's a difference. There's a difference. He's and you humble. see that. Yeah, humble, he is. He's calm. He's reassuring. He has character. He has charisma. I'm just, I'm excited to see what's going on with him. I'm excited to see the rest of the series. Um, okay, so uh, as we kind of close it out here for this episode, predictions. Uh, we'll start with Jake. Oh, uh, actually, you got my prediction, which was that uh, you, the the fact that the security chief is a Noonien Singh <laughs> is going to be a major oh, that's right, that's your point. that's your 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 uh, conspiracy theory for for this uh, season. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be a major plot point. It's some whether it, whether it gets something season wide or whether or not it just gets an episode. But the fact that she is in some fashion or form related to Khan, and she has to be, is going to be a thing. Because the other thing that's been popping up is the fact that they're somewhere along the line they're going to be readdressing Khan throughout all of this stuff. Oh, I can't argue with that. That's uh, I, I would 100% agree with all of those things. I would I would totally agree with that. Uh, Shannon? I don't know if I really have a different pr- prediction because I'm the one who brought her up, right? I She's related to Khan somehow. Obviously, she has the same name. But I didn't put two and two together until he was saying it, something about Nunian soon over on Picard. But now it now it meshes together. So I think she's going to become more than what she says she is. I think there's a, definitely a story there behind her. I think at the moment, I think she's the most curious character that, that we're looking at. Now, I well, like, it, but even along throughout the entire you know Star Trek thing they're doing at the moment is are just finding out that the uh, that the person who created Data was the descendant of the person who created Khan. That's there, there's a that one of them led to the other. That's kind of an interesting concept. There Isn't it though? I like how that particular storyline and the, this it's now crossed three different Star Trek universes. Uh, and, and the idea of Data and Data's creation has had a lot to do with a lot of things throughout what they've been doing lately. So I'm kind of curious as to see where that goes. Also, for, can I just say how great Brent Spiner is as a bad guy? <laughs> he actually was always a good bad guy. I mean, he did lore. He did all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's, he's a terrifically underappreciated actor, and the fact that they stuck him in an android as a character was exceedingly unfair to me. Well, he also played a bad character um, on Warehouse 13. Mm-hmm. He did. He did that really well too. Actually, he wasn't a bad character. He was a hallucination. A hallucin- Why can I not say that word? Hallucination. Uh, <laughs> hallucination on uh, God. I just messed it up again. Uh, that uh, Artie was having because when he met the real brother, whatever his name was, he was. Adrian, yeah, Adrian, brother, yeah, brother, brother Adrian. Adrian. He didn't know that. Anyway, that's Warehouse 13 trivia on our Star Trek stuff. Uh, as hey, we've been bouncing look, around every well, other show. Well, once again, if you've listened to us on different podcasts before and you were expecting <laughs> us to be on topic. We geek out on a little bit of everything. We just happen to be Star Trek. <laughs> Laser focused is not our forte, but... Squirrel! Uh, <laughs> squirrel! Oh, oh, hey, 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 hey. It's Star Trek. It's phaser focused. <laughs> nice. Nice. 
I for predictions I have two. Uh, actually, I have a prediction and a wish. I'll say it that way. Uh, the prediction is the Kirk relative, whoever this is, is going to die horribly at some <laughs> point. Whether it's this season, next season, something like that, he's going to die horribly. Also, we got to do something about that stash. Uh, the the other thing is I hope to crom Nurse Chapel gets tons of play in these episodes because I am in love with her. See, you just crossed fandoms right there. What? You you prayed to Crom. I always pray to Crom. But what? What gods do you from? pray to? <laughs> <laughs> what show is that from? Yes. <laughs> well, if we're just gonna be talking about wishes. <laughs> Uh, prepare. Why not a earth warning? Why not a earth warning? Okay. Yeah. But, you know, what her wish is, is that, you know, the next time you see her wake up in bed next to somebody, it's Nurse Chapel. Ooh, yeah. Or Ortega's. That's not my or, wish. But, yeah. it, but I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. I'm just saying. Um, you wouldn't kick Hanson Fountain out of bed either. Can I have both? <laughs> Both are fine. Bring, bring According Ortegas. to Shannon. Bring Ortegas. <laughs> bring Ortegas. You and Chapel and bring Ortegas. Come on down. Just, you know, clear the bridge. Hey, hey, <laughs> remember, you're trying not to get an explicit tag on this podcast. You cannot be having the Star Trek orgy. Oh, I, well, didn't look, I didn't say the word. His so. ready room is a is a 1960s party pad. I know he has five places. That, I, I did not say the word five, orgy. <laughs> is he a, <laughs> it has five places to... to Get to know each other better. Um, I mean, he's got like the 1960s fire pit, you know. He's got like he's he's got the the like brandy glasses and snifters and stuff like that. It's like, oh, this is where aliens I'm, have sex. I'm going back to Captain Patel, Patel, <laughs> Patel, Patel. Mm. Yeah, um, her too. Her <laughs> too. Clear the bridge. You're, just, <laughs> you're like, yeah, all of you. All of you are invited. Come on. Oh, come on. Clear the bridge. <laughs> Everybody. You? Yellow what's your name? It doesn't matter. Come on. Yellow alert. <laughs> Yellow alert. Tell Jeb and Chucky. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, with Shannon to be naked alert. <laughs> Bring more. Oh, uh, well. Replicators. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> that's holodeck sickness. That's where I'd be. I'd create a holodeck just so I could lock myself yeah, in it. the holodeck, Shatner. Oh, man, I'm telling you, that's... that's. Could uh, you imagine if Shatner had a holodeck? <laughs> He'd never come God. out. <laughs> He'd be swagging the entire episode. The flesh is willing, but the... Or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is uh, no, spongy actually, and bruised. Uh, actually, actually he, he would, because he's the one who came out of the... Um, the Nexus, because it didn't feel real. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. His loss. I'd have been Commander Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about you. <laughs> I'd totally have been Commander Broccoli. He has holodeck sickness. <laughs> I'd, no, I'd lock that sucker up and <laughs> not come out. Horrible character. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as worthless as a Ferengi. <laughs> oh no, he found Voyager. He talked to them. He did some good things. Worthless as a Ferengi. No, no, hey, no, no. I, I, I'd be the one sitting on the floor of the transporter room in an existential crisis over whether or not that was me on the other end of the transporter. <laughs> <laughs> it could be me. It could not be me. There could have been two of me. They could have. The thing could have bounced. There could be like a. 
a Jake who doesn't wear a beard? Like, it could be weird. So, like, don't lose my socks. I got that. I like that line. <laughs> so, is this, like, the first time, apparently, that they've transported something other than a body? Obviously, because he was like, I, we can't do that. And they're taking so like, make it happen. Um, I think it was more the precision of what they were trying to say. Right. He, he's, he's transporting salve into somebody's eye. Get the transport person. Yeah, I mean, like he could have transported it into this brain cell for you know, for all he knew. Like I said earlier, and, and that's I, and I do it. like the fact that they picked up on the idea that with the way the transporters have always worked, that there is no reason why you can't just add things into the buffer to be available right. to you, Matrix style, on the other side. Yeah, I need guns, lots of guns. See, that was like the that would have been like the worst, boringest job ever as a. <laughs> Transporter. Shannon's like, I'm on this. She's like, what does he do all day? When you're not transporting somebody, you're just standing there. They don't have TikTok back then. You don't know that, and it's off ahead. They they have TikTok squared. They have holographic (laughs) hologram TikTok now. Hologram should be very distracting for your job. That's what I'm saying. He's not bored. He's just watching porn the whole time. It's and, fine. And, and hey, if you've ever talked to anybody in the Navy, you know what he's what he's doing when they're not in the room being transported. He is scrubbing the deck. That is why it's always shiny in there. That's exactly. why it's always shiny. It's not a moat of dust anywhere. Exactly. Scrub those buffers. I got it. Okay. Scrub the buffers. I, pro- I promise you there is a master chief who comes walking into that room with a white glove before the captain does every time. And if there's so that much of kinky. a smudge, that's his ass. <laughs> exactly. That's kinky. Okay. Captain's coming. White glove inspection. Stop it. Stop it. No. <laughs> No, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. I Nothing. said uh, yeah, the captain's said arriving. <laughs> Racing. <Yeah>. Red alert. <laughs> Brown alert, more like it. Oh, no. All right. Don't go there. Oh, no. So, uh, welcome to Strange New Worlds. We're sorry. No, we're not. No, we're not. If you've heard our podcast before, you're all here for it. It's okay. We're actually pretty tame. I am being very good. That's all I'm saying. Me too. Don't even say I'm not, because you know I am. (laughs) If you've heard us on other casts, I I cuss with a comma. That's 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 my normal modality, and my wife cusses more than I do. I've been really really good, haven't I? Yes, you have. Like staring me down this entire time. Like don't do that. Shaking your head at me. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't say the word orgy. (laughs) You said it twice. I'll I'll take the blame for that. See, Jay's fault. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. We've got uh, another co- uh, another episode coming, uh, probably right on the heels of this one, as we can record it. You got anything else? No, I'm good. No, she's like, no, the cheese killed it. All right, good. <laughs> it's fine. <I> don't. <laughs> <laughs> she's turning red. <laughs> See. I'll yeah, visual gags don't work on a podcast. <laughs> Oh, we're doing get. Oh, never mind. Oh, <laughs> different podcast. What about real ones? Different okay. show. All right. What about real ones? Okay. Nothing. No. Explicit be, tag. Guys. Be good. Beep. Beep. <laughs> no, it doesn't work when you say beep five beep. seconds after. No, beep. That's not. No, that's not how that works. You should be quicker. Not a comment I've gotten from a woman ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. God, it's going downhill. Yes, all right. Yes, doing a podcast with me, haven't you? <laughs> no. Yes, you have. All right. <laughs>
Oh, oh you're going down in flames, guys. Oh, Last time we did the podcast together, you had a chicken bucket on your head. <laughs> I did. I did do that. Yeah, we did defiance. Yeah. Voices of defiance. Chicken bucket. Yeah. I did have a chicken bucket on my head. Last one. I don't remember it why. was. It was all Star Pie could do to get us to get us like focused. Remember he put the. Tape? Oh, it's hell, just sitting here, sitting here listening is entertaining. Dude, Jay, he sent. He sent us red duct tape. tape. Yeah, red duct tape to put. We, he's like, all right, Sean, you're, is the tape down? Yeah, it's down. All right, Sean, you stay on your leave side his, of the line. Leave his hair legs alone. Because <laughs> every time I said, because uh, it was during the summer, sort of like it's getting to be now, and I was always wearing shorts. So whenever I said something she didn't like, she'd rip leg hair out. Ow. <laughs> like, that is my personal hair. Thank you. Y'all, thank you to stay the hell away from my legs. She'd be like, well, then don't say stupid things. Um, so... Tape didn't work. With <laughs> the tape did not work at all. Uh, so, with that introduction and with this show done, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We will see you as quick as we can with episode two. Bye. This has been an episode of the Strange New Worlds Fancast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, you can find us at strangenewworlds.podbean.com for more podcasts on Strange New Worlds. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up via email at strangenewworldsfancast at gmail.com or on Twitter at trek underscore worlds. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. And to hear more of this cast and other casts like it, you can check us out at lonewolfpodcasts.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Underscore rules.